This week's major spoilers podcast weekend type edition is brought to you by Jeffrey Smith, who is apparently the creator of things like Bone and Rassel, or at the very least, someone who is homonymous with homonymous, has the same name thereof. Uh, all of our spoiler rights are our very, very favorites, but this one goes out to you. Major Spoilers theme song! The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod- on, on the air. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod, pod, podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, 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 The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Hey everyone, welcome to the Major Spoilers Podcast, so glad you could join us. Listener email time! Hello, beautiful people! Time for us to talk to you. Other people. Such as this one from Nicholas, from Sweden. Hi Stephen, my name is Nicholas, I'm from Sweden. It's awesome (laughs) here most of the time. However, it isn't optimal for a nerdy individual like myself. I love superheroes and things related to nerd culture a lot. The issue is that I've never actually read a comic book because they aren't sold at all where I live. When the Comixology app came out, I was overjoyed. Now I could read stuff. I couldn't, however, because I cannot for the life of me figure out where to start. I don't want to start reading any story when the hero in question is in some weird alternate timeline or universe. It'd be fine if I had followed previous releases as it is now. Something like that would just screw around with my head. Can you give me some tips, the best series that I have to read, the best introductory series that will help me understand the core features of different heroes, and lastly, which series tell me about some key plot points will will most likely be needed to follow a storyline in the coming releases? Digital comics. There's a lot of stuff out on digital comics right now. Uh, Certainly, if you've got, I mean... Uh, I'm guessing you have an iPad, but certainly the new Kindle Fire, when it comes out, has a Comixology app on there. And they're going to be releasing... DC has got an exclusive right now to release um, some collected trades, like Watchmen has never been released digitally. It'll be released on that Kindle Fire um, first, exclusively. You won't be able to get it on your precious iPads. And that's upset... You know, To be honest, that's kind of upset a lot of people. There have been reports, Matthew... That uh, Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. uh, the competitor to Amazon, has been yanking DC books off their shelves yep. and not selling them because of this. That, that, is, that is correct, and that did in fact happen at the Barnes & Noble store here Oh, really? Topeka. Did you get any video It was of that? not complete, but they did yank an awful lot of... <laughs> no. You got one of them but fancy new iPhones, don't I you? I found out about it after the fact. The the thing is like no. I, I, you might expect for it to be like the manager going through and being all indignant like DC Comics this is what we think of you but in reality it was just like some teenage kid who's like <sighs> putting them all in a box. <laughs> so Matthew, and what if are you some... ask him any questions? He'd be like, "You'll have to check with the manager. I don't know anything about it." Matthew, what are some good arcs that someone could read? Now, obviously, on on if you want to get into Batman. Legends of the Dark Knight, which we reviewed uh, Venom recently. Now that no. uh, that stuff's all available on the uh, on the, uh, the Comicsology app. So are all the new Fifty Two books. So certainly, if you want to check out Action Comics or um, the Frankenstein and the Agent of Shade, 
uh, or um, I don't know what what else is good in that new fifty two. Those would be books that you uh, could Bat read. Batwoman is good. Oh, Batwoman. Walking Dead is I available. All of it. All of it is available. So is See, all of Invincible. This is difficult. The difficulty for me is that Nicholas has given me at least one thing that I cannot work with in any option because he doesn't want a weird alternate timeline or universe, which cuts out things like, you know, some of my favorite stories, like the Elseworlds books that really boil down the essence of a character or a weird alternate timeline or universe to me would eliminate Watchmen, which takes place in a weird alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't uh, think that's Batman, what he means, though. Batman the Dark Knight Returns, a weird, weird future alternate timeline universe. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's I one thing that, I, I would say Watchmen. I, I wouldn't tackle Watchmen at first. But Watchmen. See, the the thing is, is like something like Chew. Mm-hmm, that's accessible. takes place in a weird reality. But that's not what he means. What he means is he doesn't want to read that story necessarily in which Spider Man gets the Captain Universe powers because that might not necessarily be essential to Spider. Yeah, he doesn't want to read uh, World's Finest one eighty one where uh, Otto Man comes to kill Superman and Batman, but they can't figure out why until the very end when it's revealed that, oh, this character came from Earth 2 and let's vibrate and go back to Earth 2 and take care of everything. I would say Invincible is currently available on the Comixology app. Invincible, I think, is good. Yeah. Um, Atomic Robo is available on the Um, Comixology app. If you really want to appreciate comics and get something that'll give you the core of the character, I would say... And I think the Marvel app has this. Um, the actual Spider-Man Volume 1, uh, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko Spider-Man from 1961. The first 50 issues of that will tell you everything you need to know about Spider-Man today, especially since they are shamelessly aping it every single week. <laughs> um, and I would say the same is true of if you really want to get a good feel for Superman and Batman, even though it's no longer continuity... I would say, um, this is the only time you're ever going to hear me say this name, Jeff Loeb's Superman Batman, especially the first couple of arcs, anything that doesn't have Supergirl, will give you a really good introduction to both Superman and Batman by comparing and contrasting the characters. Yeah, uh, that would work. Glaw? Cool. Dante is whipping up some fantastic art as we're recording a show today. So, um, oh, if you want to go back, if you like Star Trek, the gold key Star Trek comics are available. Are they trading that? 27 issues of the Star Trek key collection are available. I love those books. Yeah, it's pretty When I was a little kid, I managed to get. A weird, I don't know if it was a trade. Like a trade. It was a weird trade. Was. I had like two of those too. It was a, but it was like 1976. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a trade of gold key Star Trek comics that came out about the time of Star Trek, the motionless picture. And I couldn't figure out what they were or why they were cool, but I was just like, I'll, I'm going to read this because that's how I talked when I was a kid. I don't Just think amazing stuff. And for, you know, I've been trying to find those trades forever. They have the death of Superman series available on the comiXology app. I think that's something that is worthwhile. Um, let's see. <laughs> I mean, you don't, I mean, you know who Superman is. Book. You know who Superman is. So reading. if you want to see him, I think Matthew just doesn't like the book. Probably not. 
Um, no, it's it's not it's it's not that it's bad Superman. It's just bad storytelling. It's six issues of slugging and, and punching. And the only reason, the only way that it works, if you assume that Superman, who was brilliant and super brained and has fifty seven thousand different powers, can't think of any way to stop this creature other than just punching him in the face repeatedly, it turns Superman into Stone Cold Steve Austin, which admittedly is a very nineties thing to do, but it's not really. For me, it's not a good Superman experience. X-Men, the Dark Phoenix Saga. And it's got Jurgens. Phoenix Saga, I'll give you. Um, What else, Rodrigo? Is there something else I can look up really quick and we can tell him if it's available or not? Secret Wars is pretty self-contained. I mean, it is specifically you being thrown into a weird alternate world, but it is like the Hulk being the Hulk, Spider-Man being Spider-Man, Iron Man being Iron Man. Yeah, Secret Wars is there. All 12 issues. Iron Man being uh, Doctor Doom. Oh, you know what? If you actually, if you do want to go back, if you do want to go back and look at some of the old comics, I mean, there are. I mean, the original Fantastic Four is in there. The original Avengers is in there. The original Iron Man series are in there. And if you want to go back for some nostalgic stuff, uh, that that's all there. Uh, So I think we've kind of given you the first hundred issues of Fantastic Four are really really good. Scott Pilgrim uh, is on there. Avengers also had books. Scott Pilgrim yeah. is is in there, so that's good good reading right there. So there's all sorts of stuff, and uh, certainly one thing you can do is go back to the archives of the podcast and listen to some of the stories that we've talked about or some of the trades that we've uh, talked about and go and see if those are available, and that might be a good good starting point on some of them. Um, Marijuana Man is in there. I don't think that that's probably one you want to read. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a... Probably not appropriate. Probably not. Uh, but there are a number of books. I was just going to scroll down and see if the book we talked about on Tuesday show, Old Boy, eh, it's not in there. But Oko, the Cycle of Water and the Cycle of Earth are both available. Those are pretty. Yeah. Um. Ba ba ba. So there you go. Dear Major Spoilers, Green Hornet. Look up some Green Hornet. Yeah, they've got some Green Hornet in there. Some of the original stuff too. Dear Major Spoilers, congratulations, you got me to pick up a couple of comic books and possible start the habit again. Yes, I even picked up JL1 before I heard your review. I even bought a graphic novel the other day after pursuing mm. the, the Fables one reviewed by you. A top cow one, though I have been drawn to the form of over-exaggeration and endowed women since reading Danger Girl. Prior to seeing the style John Byrne and the Uncanny X-Men, he was my favorite artist to work with. Uh, anyway, a couple of thoughts ran through my mind. Your mentioning of GoBots versus Transformers got me thinking how I collected all of the ROM and the Micronauts stuff. I then thought I gave those collections to some troubled kids I mentored when I was in the military back in the mid-90s to get them start reading. Funny how comics did that for me. Anywho, maybe there needs to be a charity organization that does something like this. Uh, also, perhaps another organization that gives comics to kids to pass the time away during... Uh, such disasters as Irene to help keep them out of trouble and occupy their time. Just some thoughts. Um, you know, they actually have organizations for the military where you can donate comic books to the military and get them out to um, to servicemen overseas. I can't remember the name of the group. Uh, there is a group that will do this for um, children's organizations as well. And, of course, there, I mean, if you just want to go beyond comic books, there's Child's Play, which donates video games to hospitals uh, that deal with long-term uh, child patients. 
as far as that goes. Yeah, because it would suck if you come in with a cold and then they get you playing Portal 2 and you're like, <laughs> I need to finish it! <laughs> um, Matthew, did you ever read ROM or The Micronauts? Oh, yeah. I read... Yeah, I read both of them. Um, so, uh, do you want to know what's going to be depressing? A complete run of Marvel's Micronauts series from 75... Went in my three for a dollar bin quite a few months ago and is currently in the process of disappearing out into the universe. Uh, ROM is a lot harder to find these days. And ROM oh, really? is a, I won't say a great series. It's not, it's not a great series, but it's an entertaining series. And it's Marvel doing kind of what they did with Star Wars. It's a, a licensed property, but they stuck it right in the middle of the Marvel Universe and they just went all over it. And there's like 80 issues of ROM and they can never reprint them because they don't own the rights to ROM. So nice. they, <laughs> the main character is no longer owned by Marvel, which is kind of neat. Now, Matthew, you have you to go have, dig them up in the quarter bin. Do you have the complete run on ROM? Yeah, I do. Really? I have a complete run of Micronauts, too. Oh, well, that's too bad, because uh, I have here, when uh, Rodrigo and I were in uh, Salt Lake City, mm -hmm. when we went to Nerdtacular, we were in a comic book mm -hmm. store, and in this grab bag section, they had ROM Space Night grab bag, including <laughs> issue number one, Grabby bag. and going as far, <gasps> so, so Ooh, far as going down to... issue number one is a 2.0. Oh, I'm sure this is like a 1.0. Uh, going so far down, it looks like issue number 65. It is a grab bag. And let's see what else is in there. Yeah. So it's a random assortment of ROM Space Night. I was going to give you this as a uh, Christmas gift because you, uh, I thought maybe this would be something cool for you. But since you have all the ROM Space Night, uh, the person who wrote in said, uh, lastly, if any of your listeners have some old copies of Micronauts and or ROM that they don't want, send them my way. Well, tell you what, listener, you contact me and I will send you these, uh, however many copies this is, six issues of ROM Space Night. Because that's the kind of stuff that we and do I'll right here at I Major Spoilers. I'll see what I can do Spoilers. about digging some Micronauts out of the quarter bin. <laughs> there you go. Um, hello, Major Spoilers, Critical Rodrigo, and Top Matthew. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello, Major Steven, Critical Wait, Rodrigo, what? and Top Matthew. Really enjoy the podcast, including Critical Hit. I've been using the Rodrigo rules for skills challenges for my games, and they've really encouraged my players to come up with ridiculous applications for their skills. Thanks, Rodrigo, and History Buff Steven. <laughs> Personally, I'm more of a board I like game fan. <laughs> Personally, I'm more of a board game fan. And um, and if you have played any designer games like uh, what is that, Carcassonne, 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 Power Grid, Carcassonne. and Settlers of Catan, have you played any of those? Have okay. you guys, I know you have played this, mm -hmm. right? What are what are these games that you have played? Um, well, I've played Settlers of Catan, and I've played some of the expansions of Settlers of Catan, so like Cities and Barbarians, and Knights and Templars, and Dungeons and Dread. No, that's a different one. <laughs> um, and then Carcassonne is a, a different one where you have wooden people. And then I've played recently, I played, I actually played, there's a D&D sort of tile building game like the the Ravenloft one and the um 
layer of the fire dragon ones and stuff. They right. they they they're like a, a hybrid between what we currently play in fourth edition and a board game. Mm. So pretty similar to first edition D and D, which was you know except with all without all the tables. Right, 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 right. Um, but it was that kind of thing where like you have these pre made characters and you just roll them into a dungeon. Um, Arkham Horror is a really cool game. It's one of the few board games that I will tolerate playing for more than two hours because some of these games take forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played the StarCraft game, which is mind-meltingly complex. It's not really that complicated. That's the board game based on the video yes. game. Okay. It's not really that complicated to play when you get going, but it is difficult because everything has like six dimensions that you can go like you oh, can yeah, build yeah, yeah. more of this troop or level up this troop or mm. move into a different planet with the troops you have or build more troops before you're different or level up the troops that you do have before moving into another planet and then building more troops so it just kind of makes my head spin i am amazed that um rob and dnd brian are huge game nuts oh yeah i mean we went to that gaming store um, and it, I forget what the name of the store was, but it's a store that doesn't focus on just D&D or Magic the Gathering type stuff. I mean, they focus on every form of game, not video games, but board games, mm-hmm. card games, Dungeons, Dragons, Magic, all of that stuff. And I was amazed. We probably spent an hour there. Mm-hmm. And those guys were going through everything, just like drooling at, at the games that they could play. Right. Is there a favorite game that you have, a favorite board game that you have, Rodrigo? Not really. I, I, I'm really not a big board game guy um i i I was never a huge fan of shoots and ladders (laughs) i've been Um, playing a lot of that lately except (laughs) in this updated version of shoots and ladders we have it's all marvel characters oh so you can play like spider-man or iron man or the hulk and then i forget what the girl characters are like Black Widow whatever. or Starfire or some girl, whatever. Girl. Mar- girl Starfire, ass. yeah. It's probably Starfire. Is it? Is it? They they probably, like what I would have done if I was making that Marvel game and it was like the playing pieces, I would have had like three pieces. One mm-hmm. of them is Captain America. The other one is Spider-Man and the other one is Wolverine. Wolverine then, may be one of the characters. I and then get. the other three would be the girl ones and I would just had three identical pictures of a redhead <laughs> and call them Firestar, Black Widow, and Jean Grey. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, what about you? Do you have a favorite game? Let's see. Oh, here are the characters. Captain America, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Wolverine. And then I know it flips over and there's a girl character on the back. Yeah. I loved playing Trivial Pursuit back in the day, but yeah. uh, I have since been banned uh, from playing Trivial Pursuit with all of my friends. Because every time we occasionally you, you will play like because every time you, you well, get an answer I mean, wrong, you shove the board across the the room and have to. No, start I don't. All over I don't again. flip tables. I'm just a dick because my turns <laughs> last like an hour. Oh, yeah. You know, basically, I will. I will be the guy who'll be like three to the left, three to the right, three to the left. This is the last pie I need. Three to the right, three to the left, three to the last pie. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, orange whip. Orange whip. Orange whip. <laughs> uh, we play Scattergories and Balderdash and things of that nature, but I'm not really like a strategy buildy game. My daughter and I used to play Candyland until she decided it was boring. So we made up our own rules for Candyland where you play Candyland. And if you land on a certain square, you have to jump up and down or you have to play two rounds of another game or, you know, throw a sheep at somebody's head. 
whatever it is that you do, you can just make up your own thing. So I have Carcassonne, the times that I played it was just endless. Yeah, and I didn't understand why my sheep. Yeah, you be. I put down a thing, and I could put a sheeple on it, but I don't know why I have a sheeple, and my sheeples are like little red guys who look like they're marking the men's room, and I don't know what it's about. And you know, I won. You know, I also won when I played Marsh Gammon, although I'm not sure how. I'm trying to think of some of my favorite board games growing up, and it's probably like, what is it, Stratego? Stratego. Yeah, I like playing that. Risk, mm-hmm. Risk was okay. Mm-hmm. What was uh, the one that had the Popomatic Bubble? Trouble, and we have that here in the house. My but cousin we have and I the, used to play the hell out of that. We we have all the games we have are not the classic games that I grew up. With. They're the new branded ones. So we've got Marvel Shoots and Ladders. We've got Star Wars Trouble, mm. and in the little Popomatic is a little R two D two, and he pops up, and if he lands a certain way, you get to do certain things. There's also a die in there. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we had to put the game away because it makes noise. So you pop it, and then you hear R two D two going. Boo! You know, and it is annoying. So we've, we're playing some kids' boards game candy. You ever play the game of life? Yeah, no, I didn't like that. I, I played it once, and I was like, I don't care for this game. This game oh, dumb. Man. I'm living the game of life. I loved the game. I got two kids. My mom used to love the game of life. Um, I uh, I I can't really play board games with the boy because he cheats, mm-hmm. and I won't play with him when he cheats. His mom lets him get away with a little bit more than I do, but I'm like, you're cheating. I'm not playing. Quit cheating. And then, of course, every time I win, he gets mad because I'm like, in your face, little man. In oh, your face. Yes. Oh, yes. Daddy who, wins again. Yes. Who barely has the hand-eye coordination <laughs> to even play this. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we don't get to play very many board games together. Dick. I like him and his mom do it. I got to tell you, and he gets mad when he doesn't win. I mean, even if I'm playing it real cool, like, hey, you know, everybody wins. Some You can't win them all. Sometimes other people win and sometimes lose. And he gets mad. He's like, mm-hmm. doesn't want to play. And he starts crying. I'm just like, it's okay. It's okay. So sometimes I have to cheat and lose. Mm-hmm. I don't like to lose. Come on. No. <laughs> Nobody should have to Especially lose. when it's a simple counting game except like shoots and ladders. Yeah. Nobody likes losers except for losers. Exactly. Um, so I bring this up because going back to this question from Aaron from Melbourne, uh, I, I bring this up because Hasbro is set to integrate. There was a question. Yeah. 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 Um, I bring this up because Hasbro is set to integrate some RPG like elements into their classic risk franchise in the upcoming risk legacy. And I was wondering if you have any comments on this idea, Rodrigo, you're probably the one closest to this. Well, risk 2010 has a lot of that stuff going on. I mean, you buy like. A, a space general and like a, an aquatic general and you can go underwater and conquer like underwater territories oh, really? and conquer the moon and stuff. Wow. And there are like cards that somebody's like, I invade uh, Turkmenistan and you're like, oh yeah, well I flip this card and there are secret, secret hidden mechas in Turkmenistan. Now you have to fight those too. So it's weird. Wow. But so I there's already I a president say... for it. <laughs> president Reagan. I would say that an RPG would be great in risk because a rocket propelled grenade, you can just like blow some guys up. And then you just, you know, you go to all the purples and build up and build up and build up. No, it's not a big fan 57 of like battleship. Wasn't a fan of that. Wasn't a fan. Never been a fan of Monopoly. Scrabble. 
Scrabble, never a big fan of Scrabble because my spelling's atrocious. Mm. Um, yeah, it is. I'm trying to think of what else is is games that I just a lot of people love. Now I do kind of like Yahtzee, but that's not really a board game. Mm. I mean, a lot of these yeah, it games it has people lump them. People lump them together, you know. Yeah, uh, board games, dice games, card games. There are some like trading card games are their own thing, and obviously right. actual RPG games like Dungeons and Dragons are their own thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if somebody's like, "Hey, let's play a game," you're like, "Oh, let's play Sorry, or let's play Yahtzee, or let's play Scrabble." Those I are like, all kind of more or less in the same category. I like dominoes. I like playing the Mexican train domino. Mm. I like playing gin rummy. Mm-hmm. I like those are the games that I like to play. <laughs> Uno, I think I can, I like playing. Uh, Stephen Uno. grew up as an old man. <laughs> I did. It was pretty bad. In, Actually, in a, in a I did not shop, start a cup of coffee. <laughs> I did not start playing dominoes until I was uh, in my graduate program mm-hmm. in college. Because then Brian and uh, I don't know where I think Brian must have been living in Russell or whatever at the time. Uh, Squirrel Brian, and he would be so bored that he would drive to Hayes like every night. And we'd either go up to Sounds the Larks baseball, right. <laughs> we'd go up to Hayes Larks baseball, or we'd just sit in my apartment and we'd just play dominoes for like hours. Um, so that's when I learned how to play dominoes. And then my parents, I went home one Christmas and they were like, oh yeah, we've been playing dominoes for years. I'm like, first time I ever heard about it. And then everybody'd sit around and we'd play dominoes for like 20 yeah, and hours. And my family, we played dominoes a lot. Yeah, I like dominoes. Uh, on a side note for Rodrigo, have you ever played with a cube in Magic? Ever since my friends got out of Magic, the cube format is pretty much the only thing I still play with them regularly. Probably because I own the cube and my friends are cheap bastards. I haven't, I haven't played what with the cube. What is a cube in <laughs> Magic? All right. a, a cube is basically you go through and out of the Magic cards that you own, you make a Magic set. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at a magic set, like, for example, the newest one that's just recently come out is Innistrad, it'll have a certain number of green cards, a certain mm-hmm. number of red, blue right. artifacts, so on and so forth, a certain number of creatures, a certain number of non-creature spells, a certain number of lands. So you go through, and using that as a as a um, guideline, you pick out all the cards that you have, and you say, well, I'm going to put this green creature in from you know, dissension and this green creature in from Lorwyn and this green creature in from this other thing. Mm-hmm. And you build a whole set. And then using that set, you draft. Okay. Which is that thing that we talked about before where you open packs right, and right, pass right. cards around and stuff like that. So you play out of those cards, people get them randomly or semi-randomly, and then you build decks out of it and you play. And each time you play is different because the cards that are available to you will be different. Okay. Um, so do you play that? I haven't played it because nobody's put a put a cube together around here. I'm very interested in putting together my own cube, but the amount of effort that goes into it, and I just cer- I, I certainly know that once I put it together and I played with it once, I will say, oh, this needs drastic changes in order to play better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll have to basically take it back apart and put it back together. So I haven't oh, yeah, made yeah, that yeah. commitment to put together a cube. Okay. What about you, Matthew? Have you ever done that? A cube? Yes. I once magic. glued some magic cards together and, and made like a, a kind of a building out of them. But yeah. no, I'd never <laughs> heard of cubing. Yeah. Uh, the Aaron from Melbourne says, I think I've rambled on long enough. Thank you for doing uh, this podcast, Critical Hit, Critical Hit, and also Top 5. 
You three are consistently entertaining and have been the cause of many awkward stares on the tram when I giggle like a maniac from listening to your antics. Keep up the great work, guys. Tram giggle. <laughs> You're doing it right now. Jumping over to the uh, Twitter feed. Um, are you excited Twitter about feed. iOS 5, Rodrigo? About what? The iOS 5 for, for the Mac drops tomorrow, today, whenever. Uh, am I going to have to buy a new operating system? I, uh, no, yeah, I think it's, it's just an update. It's, it's, for the, it's for your iPhone. Oh, no. But no, I don't have one of those. Uh, iTunes was updated yeah. just a short while the ago. The iPhone 4S is actually going to come with that preloaded. Yay, I'm not excited. Uh, when will you guys quit your day jobs yeah. and do a daily critical hit show? When we have 100% of our listeners donating money on a yes. daily or weekly monthly basis. I don't promise to quit any job. I got like five of the things, for God's sake. Yeah. He might He might still work at places where he doesn't realize he still works. Yes. Of the new 52, which character yeah. had the most Barry Hal Silver Age type relaunch in terms of redesign, reinvention, if any? What does that mean? I, I think... And I kind of like, you know, how uh, uh, um, the Flash, when he rebooted in the Silver Age. Right, and he was Barry it was Allen. Like Barry and it was like, holy crap, yeah. this is new and has launched a new age. Oh. Oh. I don't think, really, that... Oh. I think, I think a big part of the new Omen? 52 is, is a... Maybe. Is, is that return to what works for the characters that we already have. I think, I like the yeah. new action comics, where they're really mm-hmm. kind of... I mean, they're going back to the golden age, but I mean, it's kind of, it seems a little bit fresh, even yeah. though it's like a 80-year-old fresh, 70-year-old fresh. Well, everything old is new again. Yeah, exactly. Hey, speaking of OMAC, old. Matthew, did you see in the top yes. 300 comics for the month of September, sold in the direct market? Now, granted, this is sold in the direct market and not down at the high V or the Kroger, right? Um, or the Piggly uh-huh. Wiggly. Mm-hmm. Piggly Wiggly, uh... Will you Dalton. stop with the stores that don't exist anymore? <laughs> Piggly the Wiggly still exists. Next to the Orange Dude, there's, Julius. there's plenty of Kroger's around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, OMAC <laughs> was the least selling of all of the 52. Understandable. Not at all surprising. Does that, that necessarily a... mean that it's a failure? I don't think so. No, nah, I think, I like uh, you it. know, you're going to, like, out of those titles, you had to know that one of those, like, most of those titles weren't going to sell anywhere near as much as, say, Justice League number Right, one. right, right. So, you know... Somebody had to be last. Right, somebody had to be last. You know, some of these titles are clearly a let's try this out or let's put out something. Like, for example, your uh, maybe one book that has a controversial artist on it mm-hmm. um, is like, let's do that. Let's right. launch one that has this guy that people either love or hate or super hate. Oh, I um, can think of one. Uh, Hawk and Dove, for example. Yeah, that's that's maybe what, what that was. Sold better than OMAC. And yeah, because of that. I think OMAC, you know, because you walk to anybody on the street and you say... Tell me anything about Wonder Woman, they'll tell you something. Right. If you walk up to somebody in the street and say, tell me something about OMAC, they'll say... They'll say, McDonald's got a sale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh no, is Apple... Uh, oh, Mac! Yeah. <laughs> Have they finally run out of eyes? Um, so, you know, I, I think OMAC was there for those guys that were reading comics in the... I want to say 70s. Yeah. It's got a 70s vibe to right. it. Right. Um... And we're like, oh, nice. 
Nice. Yeah. And those four guys were the guys who picked up OMAC. <laughs> so that, Steven, that would be me. Steven, and Matthew. Lennon Ween and two other yeah. guys. Ever considered holding an eating contest on the show? Listening to the sound of you three snarfing hot dogs would be super funny. Oh, no, no it wouldn't. wouldn't. It's no, it wouldn't. wouldn't. It'd be disgusting. It would be awful. No, it would, it would like, be horrible. If, you think, if also, you think that sitting across the table from someone who's eating loudly is gross and weird, yeah, yeah. having somebody in your ears eating loudly is a thousand times worse. Yeah. Possibly a hundred million thousand yes. times worse. Uh, I just started and watching Doctor. Oh, go as ahead. As a sorry. fat person of very, very long vintage, we 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 do not appreciate eating contest jokes. It does not fly because it's 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 hateful, and I'll tell you why it's hateful. I don't eat a lot. I just eat several times more during the day. <laughs> uh, so have- I'm offended. Okay. I have about 15 or so long boxes of comics sitting in the basement at my parents' house. I don't have a room for them in my apartment. I hardly ever read monthly pamphlet comics anymore. I mostly read trade, pa- trade paperbacks, and usually it's not DC or Marvel stuff. So I have a ton of various DC and Marvel comics that I would like to get rid of. I'm not going to reread them, and they just take up too much space and are a major pain to move. In today's economy, what do you guys feel is the best way to sell old comics? eBay, Craigslist, comic shops, flea markets, conventions, collecting websites, or just donate them? Thank you, says Mike. Matthew, you're the, the big expert on this. You're not going to get much, especially if they're comics from the last, like, 15 years. 20 years. Here's the thing that I would say. Probably y- your best bet is going to be to donate them to a place, if they're appropriate, where they might get in the hands of new readers or kids or what have you. Generally speaking, if you take them to a comic shop or if you put them on the eBay or if you go to a convention, you're going to get what's called cherry picked, where if you have a, I don't know, a Spider-Man 298 in that box, somebody's going to buy that and you're going to be stuck with a run of ROM Space Knight. If not, you're going to get the kind of deal that Dion gives people at Gatekeeper Hobbies, Hunting Engage Topeka. Let's say you have 50 books and he wants 12 of them. He'll give you a price based on what he might move those 12. It'll be a percentage of whatever he thinks he can move those 12 for and like 50 cents or 10 cents or 20 cents, you know, each for the rest of the box. You're probably your best bet is going to be, well, first of all, see if you have anything of value. If any of your books predate the year 1987, you may have value. If not, you almost certainly don't. Now, I I, I say that knowing that there are many exceptions that prove that rule. So, you know, that'll give you kind of a a leeway. Let's look at look at your cover prices. Any cover price below 60 cents, you've definitely got something you want to have somebody look at in peace. Any cover price above 60 cents. You could probably take to like a half price books or donate them to your local, you know, uh, I know we have a, what they call it a Goodwill. You can take things in and at the Goodwill, then they'll like sell it to people and stuff like that. So probably not going to get a lot of money out of 15 long boxes worth of books. But I know that I took a long box worth of junk in the other day and got like 20 bucks at the half price books. So have you guys seen the deluxe edition of Star Starstruck? If so, any thoughts? Could this be something that's a review? Now, Starstruck is an old comic, sure. right, Matthew? From like 1982 or something. Yeah, it's Mike Kaluta. 
But yeah, it's from the black and white uh, revolution from the time of, you know, Zod and the Teenage Turtle Ninja Mutals. But it's Mike Kaluta. Mike Kaluta. You don't know who Mike Kaluta is. Mike Kaluta is. Oh, my gosh. Mike Kaluta. Rodrigo, Mike Kaluta. Mike Kaluta. Mike Kaluta. Mike Kaluta. Hey. Yes. But <laughs> Kaluta did work for DC on the shadow. Kaluta did a whole bunch of stuff. And um, Starstruck is his creator-owned yatata. I would say, yeah, if we could get a copy of it, I'd be happy to do a review of Starstruck. Let's see. This ran six issues of Epic Comics, expanded to 100 pages for Dark Horse uh-huh. Comics, refined by IDW Publishing. It is no, uh, this is known as Volume 1. has been collected uh-huh. as the Star Trek... Starstruck Deluxe Edition. So I'll see if we can track that down. The Deluxe Edition is out on Amazon. I think you can pre-order it right now. Um, yeah. Just started watching Doctor Who 11th Doctor. Should I go back and watch previous seasons? If so, which? Will it be confusing? I don't think it'll be confusing. I think if you go back too far, some of the stories might seem boring and dated. Mm-hmm. I'd probably start watching yes, Doctor yes, and... <laughs> I'd well, probably start watching Doctor Who where Rodrigo started watching. Yeah, certainly Doctor if you're watching the eleventh Doctor stuff, you're not gonna be too confused by the ninth Doctor stuff, nine, ten, and eleven in the new C in the new series. Mm-hmm. Series with plural. Yeah, series. I think that's probably a good place to start for modern. Definitely, definitely. If you're just starting out, you want to go back farther, go back that far. Yeah, if you want to see the first appearance of the Daleks or the Cybermen or. Then maybe, yeah, hunt around online for what people generally consider to be good individual kind of serials <clears throat> um, of, of, yeah. of Doctor Who. Because there are some that are just very slow and difficult, and there are some that move pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. Again, don't expect the same production values, because some of these were made 100,000 years ago. Stephen and Matthew... If you were to write an issue of the new 52, which would it be and why? Does it have to be one of the extant 52? No, just pick whatever. Just yeah, pick that whatever. seems to be the pick, pick, a, pick a guy and write a comic about him. If I were going to write a comic and I were going to relaunch a book in the new 52... You know what I would totally do? I would. Uh, would you do you remember when the Joker had his own book? Yes. It's called Joker. I would do something in the vein of the Joker. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I would do something in the vein of the Joker's solo book, a villain book set in Gotham City from the perspective of the Wrath, the evil Batman, and really play up that connection between, you know, the Wrath who was killed on the whose parents were killed by Jim Gordon on the night that Joe Chill shot Thomas and Martha Wayne, who grew up and basically became this evil, and this is so odd, this evil dark mirror of Batman. And, you know, the Wrath as this villainous character who thinks he's a hero. And just build Mm. and build and build and do all of the Batman riffs in this villainous character and have him, you know, be the central character of his own little thing. And then eventually when it ends, it comes to a head and, you know, he has to fight Batman. And, of course, everybody dies. I think maybe, uh, I think I'd like to explore the Ray. Mm-hmm. Remember that guy? Kind of had the bullet head with the black jacket and the white pants. 
That was in the 90s that, version. That Ray? Yeah. yeah, that Ray. I don't know why. I think he just might be an interesting character. I, I didn't get interested in the Ray until... And same way with the Aztec man. I didn't get interested in those. I think he's just called Aztec. Aztec. Oh, okay. The Aztec man. <laughs> Aztec, I didn't get interested yeah, in... Man. I didn't get interested in either one of those characters until like three months before each of their series were canceled. Sure. Uh, so I think that that might be something to go back and explore. Which, Matthew, why don't we have the Ray? Why didn't Why didn't they relaunch that if you're pulling out obscure characters, especially characters from the 90s? Aren't they going they, to? They, they are. The Ray is relaunching in November, I believe. Aha. Ray number one was, was solicited in the latest stuff. Uh, That's right. That's right. You you actually wrote a story about Probably it. Probably I did. <laughs> Man, I write so many stories a week, it's hard to keep track Steven of what's going on. Steven writes a lot of things. I do write a lot of things. So probably I could write everything in the new 52 <laughs> in about four days. There you go. Probably. That's true, you could. Uh, question, and depending on what it was, it would probably be a step up. Maybe. If Rodrigo could design an MTG card, what color and why? Uh, uh, Is it going to be flip over card? Yeah, it would actually be a it would be a literal cube, and it would have a, a, a Magic the Gathering card on each face. No, um, I think if I was if if I played all the way through and beat everyone at the uh, either the Grand Prix or the Pro Tour or something like the winners of the Pro Tour get to design right. their own card. You know right. when we were talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, Jim, what's his face? Yeah, Jim, what's his face? He's got his own card, and people kept bringing that up. The, so if I, I was think gonna, it's a white card, Jim, what's his face? Yeah. Um, if I was going to win all of that and make my own card, I would probably it would probably be green because mm-hmm. there's kind of a lack of that. Yeah. I, I think um, probably obviously a rare, like five mana cost, like three three colorless, two green. Four four, um, creatures with trample have death touch. Wow! So not only do they trample, but anybody <laughs> that tries to block their way, yeah, dies instantly. Right, because that's an interaction that with the new rules when M ten came out, mm-hmm. it used to be that there was no point in something having death touch and trample, but because of the new rules, like you can deal one point of damage to something and it'll die mm-hmm. if you have death touch. So if you deal one point of damage to something and it dies, the rest of that will trample over. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. can have a bunch of giant creatures. Now they have de- death touch. Their trample is like they have super trample because yeah, yeah. they only get one point I of that toughness. I love their songs. Yes. <laughs> and I would name it Dinosaur Junior. <laughs> so what about uh, some black card? Would that there'd probably be a black card counter to that, which would be like Raise Undead or something like that, oh, where sure. you could turn all your all of your dead cards into zombies um they'd be like one mana cost or something like that and you could have a horde of zombies. well it wouldn't be one mana cost there actually are cards that just like dump everybody's graveyards onto your board yeah, yeah, yeah um if i was gonna design a black card it would probably be something that um went through your library got you the card you wanted and then blew up your face somehow Blew up your face somehow. Because that's what black does. Black gets you what you want at a cost. <laughs> kind of like that deal I made with... Oh, never mind. Um, gentlemen, last question. You seem to be travelers of sorts and was curious to... And was curious to know what your must-have regional <laughs> foods are, I guess is what I the was, question is. That's a good one. Oh, I was curious, yeah. 
Uh, we're not going to tell say you. If you were on the west, east, five. or west coast, keep in mind foodstuffs from the northeast just might be able to be arranged. I want a hoagie, a grinder. Uh, do you I'll, have regional? I have a hoagie, a grinder, a hero, sandwich. Is he talking about like regional foods, just like the hoagie, the grinder? You know, giving him different yeah. names, like deep dish pizza versus thin crust yeah, pizza, like, that kind of stuff. Chicago style pizza. Ah, I hate Chicago style yeah. pizza. What you, you don't know like? What you don't like a block I'll of cheese with crust around it. <laughs> what do you got, Matthew? I'll tell you what I miss from New York. I miss a decent banh mi, which is kind of a Vietnamese sandwichy thing. I think the banh mi is actually the word for the bread. But I used to be able to get this killer like sandwich full of everything. It was just like stuff. It had like pate and junk in it and all sorts of things. It was awesome. The closest thing I can do now is I can get a, a Cuban sandwich from uh, a uh, restaurant downtown where nobody, you know, actually knows what I'm talking about, which is kind of cool. And they laugh at me when I try to order in my, my high school Spanish. I love uh, southeastern southern barbecue. Mm-hmm. The kind where it's slow roast like pulled pork, but you got the tangy sauce, not mm-hmm. the not, not the, the dry, not, you know, like here in Kansas, a right, lot of right, it. Where it's, it's all like rubs. Yeah, it's all rubs. I like it where it's drenched in the sauce mm-hmm. and it's the tangy, tangy barbecue sauce. And there are some good restaurants that are just yeah. like hole in the wall type places that you would drive past and go, I don't know if the health inspector would approve that place. And he wouldn't. That's how good it I is. I know. And you go inside and it's just, you got an hour wait to go sit down just because it's that good of food. So I, mm-hmm. I like that kind of barbecue. Um, you know, I'm married to a Thai lady mm-hmm. and so I get a lot of Thai food and I love Thai food, but I, that's not really regional. Um, yeah, it's regional just way yeah, over there. Yeah, it's just way over that region over there. Um, it's not a region, you, America, you have a, it's a region. Yeah. Um, well, first off. I like thin crust pizza, New York style. Yeah. First off, out here, Rodrigo was just telling me the other day how he can't get a a decent matzo ball to save his life anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, where do you go for your gefilte fish around here? <laughs> Although that is true, right? Um, not gefilte fish. That that junk is nasty. Um, but <laughs> seafood in general. Yeah, there's no fish around here. Right. Um, I like, and this is probably again the region is is drifting way too far south, farther than the the caller probably or the writer probably wanted us to. But like s- fish from the sea yeah, that yeah. are fried, yeah, I love fried fish. Yeah, like taking and, the whole fish and frying the yes, whole fish yes, with the head, fry the then, whole fish, head, yeah. skeleton, everything. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is fantastic. No, I, I have probably since I moved to the United States a hundred years ago mm-hmm. i uh i have not i've been exaggerating that, time that a lot explains recently. the whole uh the, the beer and time traveling teddy roosevelt yeah um yeah, it's been pretty weird one week your beer's really long and yeah, then it's really short and then it's long again it's like that'd make a lot of sense but now it does yeah in nobody's business but the turks anyway <laughs> um yeah fried fish i i definitely like i really like jambalaya oh yeah yeah yeah. jambalaya is really good you know who makes a good jambalaya you know what's weird about i think the reason why i like jambalaya is because the the ratio of it's like rice 
shrimp, shrimp, sh- sausage, sausage, chicken. Fi- it's like rat. Fish. Basically, yes, rice, meat, fish, other and and random spices and and tomatoes and chocolate, um, right? And it's it's basically it's paella, yeah, 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 in a different like it's just all the ingredients are at a different ratio. Yeah, yeah. You know who makes a good jambalaya? Okay. Scott Johnson's wife. She's really? from uh, Louisiana or Alabama, one of those mm-hmm. two. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, she makes a good. Oh one. yeah, like jambalaya is is really good. I used to hate chili. Mm. I used to really not like it mm-hmm. actually until I came to Kansas because it seems that at least around here the chili is not sweet. Right. I don't like. Right. I don't like it sweet. Right. And it's a lot drier, mm-hmm. so it's not a soupy. soupy. So it's like yeah. it's like meat. Right. And beans and that sauce mm-hmm. and it's super salty mm-hmm. and I that's the kind of chili that that's, I like. That's that's how I make my chili is mm-hmm. just let that meat and yep. not 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 like ground beef but mm-hmm. chopped steak. Yeah. Right. And you put that in the crock pot with your beans mm-hmm. and you throw jalapenos and green peppers and red peppers and onions and you just and let some all the moisture you just cook let out. It, just let until it cook it's out. Just like the whole thing yeah. is like a and clump. you don't have the soupy stuff and that's right. the problem when I grew up my mom made it with like soupy soupy mm-hmm. and it's like more soup than meat. Right. You know kind of stuff it's like this ain't chili. Yeah. But then when I started experimenting and making it that's how I make it and I like it a lot. Right. Of course when you talk regional foods. uh Hayes America is a prime example of regional food. Mm. You know, the beer ox, the, right. all the, the Volga German oh, and German food. The Kuchen. Don't forget the Kuchen. The Kuchen. Yeah, the Kuchen and the, uh, <laughs> the funnel cakes. Yes. And of course, uh, what, what, <laughs> I like rocks, saying it like that. Beer rocks, what, what beer rocks mm. are is imagine a burger, except it has no seams. Yeah. They just cook the, yeah. the, the ground beef inside the bun. Yeah, like you know the, the, the hot pockets makes those little yeah. things. But the thing is, this is the thing that'll catch you if you're not if you're not used to a biroc. It's got cabbage mixed yes, in does. with the meat. It does. And if you're not expecting that cabbage, boy, it is the because, nastiest thing you've ever eaten in the because world. Because it's Volga German. And it's nasty. I hate it. Oh you know, yeah. I, like the I hate birocs. I hate birocs. I I hate most of the I hate cabbage of any kind of cooked mm-hmm, cabbage. It's good mm-hmm. in coleslaw. Right. Hate that. I love bratwurst. That's about the only "Quote unquote Volga German German right, food right, that right. I do like, but the rest of it, bleh, bleh, blood sausage, bleh. Mm. blood sausage is a uh, pretty regional food. Yeah, for the for that for that group, the Croatians. And, and if fact, that region is, also, bleh. yeah, if that region is, bleh. blood sausage also very popular in Mexico. Oh, is it tripe? Do, does it? Are yeah, you a big it, fan it's of tripe? Cooked, it's not cooked in the same way. I'm I'm a fan of some tripe, um, like it. He still you, reads you wanna, Batman. <laughs> you want to get regional? I mean, it's really difficult here to find the the sort of taco place mm-hmm. that will sell you the stuff that they'll sell you in Mexico. Because in Mexico, they cook everything. Right. So it's like if you want brain, if you want gut. What's the difference want... between tripe and menudo, or is it the same thing? Well, tripe is just like an innard, right? So any it's it's basically gut. It's like oh, okay. Uh, the the edge of the of the belly, like mm-hmm. if you're talking about tripa, mm-hmm. that's what that is. Okay. Um, menudo is that cooked in a soup? Ah, okay, okay. Um, along with other stuff. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Right, and Ricky gauchos, gauchos are Argentinian. <laughs> they eat other stuff. All right, guys. Anything else? I don't think so. All right. That's it for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sending in all of your emails. If you'd like to send us an email, it's podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Tuesday, we're going to be taking a look at Arkea's uh, brand new collection uh, out uh, this past week, uh, Immortals, Gods and Heroes. Why? 
because we know that you love comics and we do too. And we'll talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well, I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew to kick my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Stark Raven, it's like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline Would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fun Being the Middle East With a King Santo and soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers is copyright 2011